$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. And my personal adventures, rich on the personal adventures today. Actually, rich on the news and nonsense, too. Plenty of all of the things that make the Eric Zane Show podcast go round. Welcome in uh, from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Right away, Kenny writes, okay, the big question is, how did Jackie's teeth look on Saturday? That is a callback to my wedding day when my beautiful bride comes walking down the aisle. Uh, July uh, 18th, 1992. Hair perfect. Makeup perfect. Dress perfect. She's perfect before all of that. Walks down the aisle. Her father uh, shakes my hand. Uh, says some nice words. Hugs his daughter. I take her hand in marriage. And I looked at her right in the face in front of everybody. And I said, your teeth look beautiful. That actually happened. Incredible. And she went, you what? I said it again, your teeth look beautiful. And she's thinking, what the fuck am I getting myself into? Who, who are you? What what is going on? Kenny Silver Lining writes, I've always loved that story because honestly it means she was smiling so big. It's a great story because it means she was super happy. Well, I appreciate that. But she wasn't feeling that. She was like, What the fuck is wrong with you? What do you what do you mean my teeth? I've got so much ground to cover today so let's get right after it uh let's begin with the weather i'm kind of, i i usually um typically i don't like to uh start at the beginning of a story i'll like jump to the end and then work my way backwards but this is different because everything's has to be almost like spilled to you in in uh Chronological order. Everybody was sweating the wedding or the uh, uh, weather. And, and you know, and I was like, you know, my attitude was there is literally nothing we can do about it. So don't even worry about it. But uh, as I indicated to you, a few people had dropped because of the weather. And, you know, frankly, I get it. I, I said that many times. Some people uh, 
just went slow. They they did travel that distance, but you know, I I can't. Everybody's different. Some are more confident in their abilities and and whatnot. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge anybody over that. Um, and in fact, in Grand Rapids, we did get uh, just shy of two feet of snow was reported. Two feet. It's a lot of snow. My God, I've never seen snow uh, this much sustained snow. At this point in the year, uh, prior to Thanksgiving, it, it doesn't happen nearly as often as some might think. Stand by. I got to drink this coffee. Finish that in a second. But, uh, you know, snow is coming down. Uh, day of wedding. Another uh, family drops. We're not coming. Now, Diana was... Okay, she was like, well, why? She was doing that deal. And I was like, oh, boy, I don't, I don't know if you want to do that. And, uh, she's like, oh, it, hey, she would tell him, it's stopping. It, it didn't stop at all. It did. What happened was, as the day developed on Saturday, a gigantic band of lake effect snow just started to hammer the area. Oh, God. So it basically snowed from Thursday to uh, Saturday night. That's how long it snowed for. Just didn't stop. We weren't like Buffalo who got six feet of snow, but it was just pretty, uh, intimidating. It, uh, it affected, but still a lot of people made it across. I'm happy. And, uh, I'm just glad that, uh, the people that weren't comfortable coming, I'm glad that they are safe. Okay. Does that not sound like politically correct? That is Eric trying to avoid, um, saying something and I, and I mean it, but I mean, if I, if I uh, mouthed off about somebody who couldn't make the wedding because of weather, I, I get my ass kicked and I, I'm just, you know what? I want nothing negative surrounding this wedding. Nothing. Okay. I didn't, we didn't uh, dwell on it at all. However, something that happened on this show led to a dramatic turn of events and that one like this diana says well so and so drop we're now where do we have two whole empty tables jackie's gonna be so upset and i said well say the word and i've got help what i go i have plenty of people who can uh you know if i call them they they will drop what they're doing and they will come it, it provided there isn't something like massive going on in their own family. She goes, who are you? Who do you mean? I go, Sarah, Stevie, Kyler, uh, and they're plus ones. Cutie Patootie, Megan, Amanda, Bill Simonson, Ben. Uh, who else did I call? I forgot who else I called. There was I, I called several people and I was just, and, and so if you didn't get a call, that doesn't mean that I think that you are a fucktard. It just means I was just randomly reaching out to people, and that's exactly what I did. Group text, uh, Linda, Maureen, all of them. I go, hey, come to the wedding. You're invited. I just invited you. Um, and then uh, Jackie, or uh, uh, Diana says, uh, I said to her, I go, don't tell Jackie about the cancellations because that will stress her out. In fact, don't tell her anything. So the idea of her walking down the aisle, she's like, Kyler? What the? Stevie? What the? Uh, what happened? <laughs> Which she was totally cool with. It was it worked out 
beautifully. It went exactly as planned because the seat that uh, my group was, was like right near the front. It was perfect on the uh, uh, when when we ate dinner. It was just spectacular. So uh, I had commitments from Sarah Rook Rock Roosh, and I wanted her to bring Brad, her husband, so she could scream at him uh, when he drank ninety beers and had to take a pee every one and a half minutes. Uh, Stevie was there. More on her in a second. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh huh. Hey, honey, how you doing? A girl, I ain't no laws when you're drinking. A girl, I can get drunk off of like four of them. Let me expand on that right now. Stevie came in with Sarah. Sarah drove Stevie. Oh, my God. Thank you for being here. I love you guys. You're so fantastic. You're awesome. Uh, time passes. Stevie comes up to me. She goes, I just, I'm so thankful that you invited me. I'm just, thank you. That, that, that means a lot. I go, well, I, you know, of course. You know, and she goes, I'm just happy that you don't think that uh, uh, we're, we're a bunch of fucktards. And I said, no, of course not. We're all, we're past that. We have moved. We have um, uh, uh, called the flock. the The culling of the flock happened months before, and thank God. Had we not called the flock, I may have called upon uh, those members of the flock, and then that would be the worst because all of a sudden, boring Dean's going to cough up a pile of jizz right onto his food, and we can't have that. You know, I don't want, uh, 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 one of the, if I, if I didn't call the flock, uh, maybe one of the ladies from that group would have been given hand jobs to, uh, various members of the bridal party. And we, we just can't have that. So thank God. <clears throat> so, uh, at that table, Stevie. And um, uh, Sarah Rook, Rock Rouge, Kyler, Kyler's better half, Tracy. Kyler comes walking in. He's got a suit coat. And he's had the line of the night, in my opinion. Because he goes, check it out. And he tries squeezing his coat jacket together to button it. And he goes, this motherfucker's so tight that... If I get it, if I get it buttoned, I'm going to snipe somebody like Chris Kyle. I'm like, oh, fucking shit. That's awesome. And, uh, all right. So that was, that was just absolutely great. Uh, couldn't have been any better. And then I, I, I'm sitting around there and they go, Hey, we're going to randomly send pictures of the wedding to Kenny just to get him jealous. So they, they, Hey, they were plotting against you, my friend. Kyler says, I need some DDP yoga. Sarah says, I had the best time with Kyler and Tracy. That was my first time hanging with them. Cutie Patootie showed up. As time passed, 
Because he goes, hey, hey, man. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm at the Michigan game right now, and I'm, I'm driving. He drove across the state in a snowstorm and just fell into the party. And uh, Jackie goes, who's that boy? I go, what? And she says, who's that that little boy? I go, little boy, what the fuck is wrong? It's Kyler. That's cutie patootie. He's 29 years old. She goes, oh, oh, okay. Kyler has this baby face. It's just fantastic. All right. So that's, I, I, I did jump ahead a little bit. That was the uh, extent of just, oh, wait a minute. Let, let me get into this part too. Cause I, I've got a lot of ground to cover about this wedding. The show today is basically going to be wedding. And then, uh, St. Gaslight, uh, pu- putting his head out from underneath his turtle shell. And then in, in incredible, incredible turn of events. May or not may or may not have been directed at him. We don't know because the response no one's name was mentioned. So we don't know who the response was directed at. Being very careful with my words here. So that's basically going to be the show today. So it's going to be fantastic. I love this. Um Stevie comes up to me this is where i was and she says thank you so much this is great it means a lot it means a lot and uh, she didn't sound like a boy like i am but this these were her words and i go oh my god yeah of course a little bit of time passes she comes back to me and she sits down she goes hey i just want to say how much it means that you would call me call us and uh you know it means a lot and then it seemed like her attention kind of faded from me for a second and she walked away and about 15 minutes later she comes back and she says hey I, I just wanted to tell you how much this means to me that um, you invited me to this and uh, I really I really love O'Neill and I and I love you I go oh, I, I love you too Stevie and she walked away and about 80 seconds later she comes back and she says hey I, I really wanted to uh, stress to you how much it means to me that you invited me and and I love O'Neill and and I I just I just love you. I go hey, of course. Yeah. And then uh, 11 seconds after that she returned and she said I really love you. And I I I just I I love you. And it means so much for you to invite me to this. And I uh, uh, girl, uh, I can get drunk off of like four of them. And then 15 seconds after that, she sits down. She goes, (laughs) I take a peek at uh, Kyler and he goes, and I I come, he goes, yeah, man, she's crossfaded. I go, I'm not sure what that means. I think I've heard that before. Oh yeah, she uh I don't know. Something the the rumor was some type of uh product that looks like an M&M. All right? But laced with THC. Is that right? Am I getting that right? Those were consumed. 
and then uh, various uh, uh, alcoholic beverages. I mean, she had a DD. She was. She, this was the place to do this. The only place, if you're going to do this type of activity, you better be at home when you're on a Zoom. A girl, I can get drunk off of like four of them. Or you're, you have a DD at a wedding, you know? And the way it, boy, I mean, it was wide open bar and that thing was fucking stocked to the gills. It was r- packed with everything you could ever want for a party. Uh, Aram says there were drugs at the wedding. No, not that I know of, but I think that perhaps, uh, as Stevie may have been going into the wedding prior to, she may have uh, eaten a candy concoction that had some type of product in it that made her a little loopy, a little loopy LJ guy, 2004. And I forget who that is. Did you have a glass of champagne, Eric? Now, what, why would you ask that question? That is such a dumb question. As much as I love you, I can't express to you how dumb that is. I've been sober for 26, more than 26 years. Why would I drink champagne? Come on. No, I didn't have any champagne. I had water. And like... I think a little bit of a fucking O'Doul's. All right. He says, I'm fucking with you. Okay. So, I mean, I'm jumping around here, but there's a lot of ground to cover. So, the um, audience members were there. I was very appreciative of them being there, uh, 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 showing up in a pinch. Yes, I guess officially described as seat fillers, but seat fillers whom I love. Okay. And uh, so, you know, I was just appreciative that they were able to, in a moment's notice, uh, come there and help us celebrate. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Let's back up to the NFK. This was the plan. I have to go, I have to be at the venue a little bit before 2 p.m. for first look when I get to see my daughter. More on that in a second. And uh, so now I have the world famous suit and I'm going to help the NFK get dressed. The plan is I leave at like 1.20 in the afternoon and then our dear friends Janine and her husband Kurt, Kirk, Kirk or Kurt, Kirk, I think it's Kirk, Kirk, pick them up, pick him up. And uh, so I got to get him dressed. And, uh, instead of just saying, Hey, um, take the tie with you. I don't want to be sitting here, uh, wearing a tie and the shirt buttoned all the way up to my neck. He said, I don't fucking want to have to fucking sit here for 90 minutes with a fucking tie and a shirt buttoned up around my neck. Fuck it. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was thinking the same thing. I'll, uh, take the tie with me to the venue. And you just walk in, put the tie on you, boom. Okay. So then uh, put the pants on, put the socks on. I noticed that uh, the pants are covered in dog hair because 
they touched the carpeting at my house, which is, thank God it's dark carpet. It's just loaded with dog hair. So I, uh, I get the sticky lint thing, you know, masking tape around it, roll. I get all the hair off. I go, okay, you're good to go. Let's put your shoes on. And uh, I go, uh, I'm going to bend over, put your shoes on your foot. Just lean on me with one hand and the other hand like uh, on this chair. And uh, he's struggling. He goes, I'm just going to fucking sit down. Fuck it. I go, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And he goes, why? Because there's hair all over that chair, and I just got all the hair off your pants. So he's fucking furious. It's like end of the world type of overreaction. End of the world. I don't say I don't say shit. Nothing is going to piss me off today. Nothing. My job is to smile and weep. Either smiling happy or crying. Pick one. Anger? No. I go, ah, come on over here. So I fucking get the shoes on him. Tie up the shoes. So he's sitting there in his chair watching the football game. He's got 90 minutes to sit there. All I got to do is sit there. And then uh, I don't even put the suspenders on him because uh, it'll be a pain in the ass for him to have to take a leak. So, all right, he sits down in the chair. I go, all right, your jacket's by the door. When they come, all you got to do, grab the jacket, walk out the door. That's it. Went flawlessly. Our friends pick him up. Off he goes. Got him dressed. Sweet. Looking great. Absolutely cannot believe how far we came with him where just a handful of days ago, uh, those pants were full of feces. And we had fucking Gary from the men's warehouse calling me up, telling me that uh, there, there is a, there, uh, the, the pants are full of shit. It was, it's, it has uh, 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 skyrocketed up the uh, demand chart of uh, stories to be told on this show for uh, future adventures. Best of shows, if you will. All right. So now, while that's all happening, he's waiting for his ride. I am at the venue, and uh, I'm walking down to the ladies' area, and... Uh, uh, Jackie has done first look with her bridesmaids and uh, I can hear them all in there and I go, Hey, I'm here. They go, don't come in. Don't come in. Oh my God. Don't come in. I go, don't worry. I'm not. I'm just letting you know I'm out of the hall. They go hide. Okay. So then I'm standing there outside for like 10 minutes and then uh, the plan is hatched. I walk into the, hold on. Hey, knock that off. Daisy. She's licking Bruce. Thank you, Kenny. Daisy. Oh, hell. All right, I'll keep an eye on her. It's going to distract me, though. Because you guys know that if she starts licking Bruce, that's going to get him wound up, and he's going to jump on her and start to hump. So there's a... Two photographers and a videographer. I have to walk into this one area and I'm to look at a wall with my eyes closed. Jacqueline walks in and then she's going to tap. They say she's going to tap you on the shoulder, Eric. Look over, turn to your left and turn around and then look at your daughter for the first look. 
And of course, all of this is video and pictures. And so I'm like, oh my God. And this was incredible because, um, hey, knock it off. Knock it off. Oh, shit. This is going to get bad. She taps me on the shoulder. And I turn around. And I see my daughter. I haven't seen beauty like that since when I first saw my wife. I Incredible. Incredible beauty. When I saw her. I was like... I, I was floored and I said, and exa- what I said was, you look just like your mother. And then as I said it though, I started to weep. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was just, it was just intense. Um, and, uh, then she started to cry and, um, it was just great. I, I, you know, I couldn't have been happier. So, um, then she gave me a gift and it was a, um, a music box. All right. Who wrote, how did her boobs look? You're getting 10 minutes for that one. You, you knew what you were doing. 10 minutes. And you know what? If I see you after the next 10 minutes, I'm going to hit you again with another one. What the fuck? You know, there's a time and a place for this shit. She gave me a gift and it was a music box. And on the top of it, you know what it was? It was, it continues to uh, uh, burn into my brain. Uh, It was uh, on the top of it engraved lyrics to the song butterfly kisses oh no and then you wind it up the music box that it plays butterfly kisses oh my god such it ah god um crying like that you're not it's not like sorrowful crying at all it's it's really hard to put a fine point on it's the same type of weeping when like you found when you find out that you're going to be a father or when your child is actually born or perhaps on your wedding day i think i was hammered though on my wedding day i don't think i was sober at all i think i started drinking the moment i woke up okay so i kind of regret that i do regret it i mean jesus um all right, so we, we get that behind us. What else did I write down? All right, so we're lining up. All the guests are there. And the way this laid out was you have ceremony in the venue, and then you walk right into the dining area, and that's where the cocktail party starts. After the pictures, they invite the bridal party in and, and all that, and the new husband and wife. And then you eat, you know, speeches, and then you eat. So it was great. And then after that, uh, the dance floor is cleared, is ready to go, because that's where the ceremony was. It was absolutely perfect. If you ever are looking for a wedding venue, I cannot recommend enough. Um, In Grand Rapids, uh, Studio D2D, like letter D, the number two, the letter D. 
It's a tremendous uh, place. It's in an enormous building. Looks like a damn factory on the outside. It's a repurposed building uh, on 131 and Burton. So what's great about this is after the after the wedding, you walk out and you hear fireworks. But actually, it's not fireworks. It's gunfire from uh, the local gangs just at war out of the venue, especially if you have a summertime wedding. They, they take the winners off, and this is a lot of bad weather, so nobody was out. But if you have a summertime wedding and you go to uh, Studio D2D, you're going to get a tremendous bit of... Uh, it's going to be a tremendous venue for you. You walk outside and gunfire everywhere. So, right in the hood. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Um, where was I? What the hell was I going to say? So I walked down the aisle. Well, first of all, the wedding party, big wedding party. And then uh, everybody stands and then it's, it's time for Jackie and I to walk down the aisle. And I'm like, oh my God. And just seeing all the faces smiling at how beautiful Jackie is. I, you know, I start to, I start to blubber a little, a little blubber action. <laughs> walk down. I walk up to Justin. And I take his hand and I said, welcome to the family. And I gave him a big hug. Of course, he's six foot uh, five, six foot six. He's a foot taller than I am. So my face is, is on his navel pretty much. He's so damn tall. Welcome to the family, Justin. A big hug. Thank you. I love you. I love you too, Justin. Now I want to go and give my daughter a hug and give her hand to her soon-to-be husband. She has let go of my hand, and she's now reaching to grab her husband. And I'm like, what? I look, I go, hey, hey, daddy, daddy's here. Not daddy. Your dad is here. uh, Can I have one final hug with you having my name? And she goes, oh. She was so ready to kick my ass to the curb. Get the fuck out of here, dad. The fuck you are out. I got my hug. Everybody laughed at that. Great icebreaker. Great icebreaker. The officiant is my longtime pal, Jimmy Minima. Fast Jimmy. Some of you may know the name Fast Jimmy. Back in the days when I do those triathlons, Jimmy was uh my long Jimmy and I were uh the, I used the term fast friends. And a little bit about Jimmy. Funny story because I told this story and I got a big pop at the table when I told it. My buddy Jimmy Minima, it was the year 2010. And I was it was when I just started doing these triathlons and I uh the the Reeds Lake triathlon near where I live, I was doing the deal where I was uh pulling Kate Veldink or Olivia Veldink in the, um, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, when I would swim, she'd be on a little raft behind me. You know, I was doing it to raise awareness for AT and then she's with me during the bike. I pull her behind me in a burley and then I push her through the run, you know, raise a ton of money. Um, as that was getting started on that day, this man walks up to me, it's dark 
And he goes, hey, I just want to say I'm a big fan of the show and I love what you're doing. And I, I gave him the typical, hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Bye. And walked away. And uh, didn't think anything of it. Barely recognized his face. Well, I barely saw his face in the dark. Finished the race. And then uh, M Live covered the event and it says minimal wins, sets record. And there's that guy crossing the finish line of the Reeds like try. He won the fucking thing. He's like a stud athlete. I'm like, holy shit. Now I want to talk to him. Thank God he won. Had he not won that race, I wouldn't have given a shit anything about that interaction. But now I'm like, now I want to talk to you. All right. So I stalked him on Facebook. I go, hey, what's up? And so then like a day later, uh, we agreed to go on a bike ride together. And uh, I had to borrow one of his bikes. Like, how, why do you need to borrow a bike? Well, I had a triathlon bike, and that is, uh, it's not set up for comfort, okay? If you want to go on a nice, long uh, ride, you need a road bike. Uh, it's it's set up differently with the handlebars. The, the, the aero bars on triathlon bike, you're kind of all, you know, uh, curled up there, and it's just sometimes not the the most comfortable thing. So he goes, Hey, I got a bike for you. I borrow, we'll just lower the seat. I go, Well, is it, fi- it's not fit perfectly for me? He goes, It'll be fine. Now, I don't know if that caused my problem or I caused my problem. He seems to think that I caused my problem. We go on this bike ride and we're riding for extended time. And then as we get done, um, I noticed that uh, I had no feeling in my penis. None. It was like, you know, when your arm falls asleep or your foot falls asleep, it was like that. It was like pins and needles. So I'm standing there. Uh, we would like take a break and I'm going, I'm like hitting my penis. And I'm like, Hey dude, I, I can't feel my penis. And uh, he goes, well, did you stand up at all when you were riding? No, no, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're supposed to do that. What I had done was I had put so much pressure on the nerve that feeds impulses to my actual penis. I damaged it. I damaged the nerve. I did not get feeling back in my penis for two months. Two months. I told the story on the radio. I don't know if you remember talk, me talking about it, but that actually happened. So like the first, our first date, me and my best friend in the whole world, one of my best friends in the whole world, Jimmy Minima. Uh, resulted in me losing the use of my penis for months. Holy shit. True story. Every bit of that is true. I go to the doc. I go, hey, uh, I think I hurt myself. I explained him what happened. He says, yeah, you're. Uh, this is going to take a little while. Nerves are slow to respond. You have damaged your penis nerve. I didn't call it that. So Jimmy is the officiant. Why is Jimmy the officiant? Let me just tell you. He's never done this before. And Jacqueline and Justin said, we want someone special to be our officiant. We're going to ask Jimmy. Everybody loves Jimmy. And if Jimmy's enjoying this uh, podcast right now, 
uh, lose your anxiety. I'm not going to tell the story uh, from the evening that I want to tell everybody. I am not going to tell that story. You're like, what? Huh? Don't worry. Silly. Something embarrassing happened to him later in the evening that I am not telling you. It would, it would make him feel bad. I don't want to do that. I want to get through this without anybody being fucking offended. Um, now he's never done this. And they, the kids, Jackie and Justin said, Hey, we want you to do this. And he immediately said yes. But as we got up to the, on Thursday, uh, for the rehearsal dinner, he goes, I haven't slept. I'm so nervous. And I haven't had a solid stool in days. I go, Oh my God, I didn't realize you were that nervous. So, yeah, it's really, really nervous. Um, now, I wasn't uh, suspicious of failure or anything like that because one of the things that stood out to me was he, he wrote down what he wanted to say in a special type of leather-bound officiant's binder. Uh, it's basically a, um, a, a notebook or a, almost looked like a journal, and he had really painstakingly written his words to, uh, down by hand. So he knew what was up. And uh, at the very worst, he could just read it and he'd be perfect. However, he knew pretty much everything because he practiced. So he rehearsed in the mirror so fucking much. So, but I didn't think for a second that it was going to be uh, weird or wonky in any way. I didn't know what to think. But then I figured it out very quickly because he started to speak and as soon as he started to talk, he spoke with such confidence and he wasn't confident, but he seemed confident. And I didn't really even think about the shitting water for three days and not sleeping in the nerves because within seconds after just two, three, four words fly out of his mouth, I was like, he's got it. It's done. It's over. Oh my God. He's crushed it. I knew it just sounded strong. He was projecting. He wasn't fumbling. He wasn't uh, stammering around like a moron. And uh, I, I told him that after. He goes, what did you mean by that? What did you mean I you you felt good when, because I sounded you, that? I said to him, I go, as soon as I heard the first few words, I knew you you had it. He goes, what did you mean by that? I go, well, whether you were confident, I, I don't know, or you or you were or were not nervous, I, I, I guess I would assume you were. It didn't seem like it after three, four words, so I was like, Sit back and enjoy the show. He's got it. And he did. And uh, so someone who, what we had there was someone who was lacking the self-confidence to pull something like this off, but destroyed it in the face of that adversity, that, that challenge to just go in there and just fucking boom, drop the elbow on. I was like so impressed with that. And I told him that exact same thing. And he was like, wow. I go, no, man, you got it. Uh, whatever you did, if you were doing the old fake it till you make it, it worked. It just worked. In front of all those people, all eyes on you, something you don't do at all, speak in front of people like that on at a moment, at a time when you had to be no, you had to be perfect. No room for any mistakes at all. And on your first time, that's like taking uh, fucking Kyler and saying, Kyler, I want you to quarterback the Lions. And then 
you know, you went 10 for 10 right out of the gate. That's what happened. I was so impressed with that. It was incredible. They get married. That's it. They're, they're introduced as the Zeagles. And um, they walk out. Now it's time to have some fun. People are wandering into the reception area, getting their seats and stuff like that. Um, I didn't yet finish my story about Stevie. Let's go back to Stevie. As the night went on, rumors were going around that she was trying to show people her titties. Now, I have never seen her titties. And I said, wait, what? She actually showed her boobies to the world. And Kyla goes, no. Well, she lifted up her shirt, was showing her bra, crossfaded. I don't know if she remembers this. It started to happen again a little later on in the evening. And uh, and and I said, all right, I'm out. And I started to see, I think it was a purple bra of some type, perhaps. I said, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm walking away. And they're just laughing their asses off at her. Holy shit, it was fantastic. Stevie says, purple? Nope. It was dark in color, though. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe black? Pretty bra. Very, very pretty bra. Don't feel bad. You're like my favorite person on the planet. Uh, All right. Sarah says it was so pretty. Sarah took Stevie home at the end of the night. Uh, It was spectacular. Uh, The speeches were great. Uh, We had two... Um, I guess, do you say maidens of honor or maiden of honors? I think you'd say maidens of honor. And then two best men. So four speeches. Uh, it was absolutely great. Everybody did an amazing job. I had to do my own. It, uh, it went off without a hitch. Everything went as planned. Poor Justin's mommy. Uh, Justin's mom is is really fan- well. That whole family is uh, is really really great. I made it a point to start early on by talking about how thankful I was. This is really the only thing I'll tell you about. How thankful I was. I wish I could say thank you to his face, so I'll say it to him while he's in heaven. To Justin's dad. Justin's dad passed away when Justin was seven, and his sister. Uh, was, I believe, uh, 10 or 11. She's absolutely beautiful, JC. She just got married in the spring to her husband, Lane. And uh, she's going to have a baby already. They're they're having a baby. It's fantastic. She was part of the bridal party. and So I made it a point. I was like, I wish I could talk to your dad. Just thank him. I'm, I want to thank him for, um, you know, deciding that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with Kim, Justin's mom. Thankful for that. I'm thankful he had such a uh, 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 terrific taste to do that and figure out who he wanted to get married to. And I, I want to thank him um, for his kids because they're absolutely terrific. Because I then made the point to say, as you're, when you're a father... 
and your daughter is dating someone, you red flags are concerning. Uh, at the end of the day, all we want is someone to be sweet, kind, respectful, and um, with no red flags. And it was important to point out that, Justin, all the boxes are checked. I mean, it is such a relief. He is such a blessing. It's so fantastic to know um, that he is the one that is taking care of my daughter. I I can't express that enough. And so, um, you know, that that brought the fucking house down. Everybody's crying. It was... It was like, all right, I got him. I got him on the tears. And now I think actually I started out with a little, with a couple of funny stories before that. And then went, all right, now I'm going to turn on the waterworks. I'm going to let him have it, have it with this. And then I'm going to do a little inspiration. I'm going to talk about, uh, before that, I'm going to talk about Jackie and how much of a joy she was to raise and how much I love her. And I appreciate the fact that I actually pointed out I go, thank God that you have this type of uh, intrinsic quality where you don't like to settle because, you know, um, in her opinion, and, and I didn't find out about this till after the relationship, there were a lot of red flags with her previous boyfriend. And what's crazy is that I didn't know about the red flags. It was kept away from me. Honestly, because Jackie and my wife thought I'd kill him. Okay. And so that was all happening. And then I've never spoken of this once. And I'll just leave it there. Once Jackie finally put her foot down and said, fuck this. um, And broke up with him. She didn't settle. And thank God. Thank God she didn't settle. Thank God she uh, moved on and turned her attention towards someone else who she thought would take care of her and respect her and um, not treat her poorly. And lo and behold, she got him. I, I won the fucking lottery with Justin. I really, really won the lottery with Justin. And so everybody needed to know that. Uh, it's funny because um, all of that kind of goes hand in hand with all of the stories we've had for over a month now um, about the treatment of women. It kind of all goes hand in hand. All right. Speeches were great. First dance. Awesome. Uh, the couple did their first dance. The uh, 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 the Zeagles. Which Jackie, by the way, she went from Z-E-I in the alphabet to Z-Y-G. My God. Um, first dance. And so then I had to do my first dance. Wait a minute. I have pictures. I just realized I need to share with you some pictures. Now, I don't have photographer pictures but i have snapshots from people's iphone that i I, i'll share with you okay give me a second because i've been on a roll on this show today i can't i've already gone 52 minutes and not one ad jesus and all these people that are still here on facebook twitter and youtube it's kind of like you're getting a freebie 
this is what I'm going to do. If you want to see the pictures that I'm going to share with you of my daughter and me and our first dance and the little video, I have video that I'm going to share with you of us dancing to butterfly kisses. Okay. And I have video of my dad dancing. Thank you, Sarah. You have to go right now to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. And you can see this with me. Um, go there, give yourself a little username, follow or download the Twitch app, Eric Zane live. When you search for me, you'll find it. Okay. You can do this. So to the audience on, um, Facebook, Twitter, and, uh, YouTube, I say goodbye to you now. And by the way, the audio podcast available, wherever you download shows and send me an email on the shoreliner striping inbox, Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Bye-bye. Facebook brought to you by Facebook and Twitter brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. YouTube brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank Fuss. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Kenny writes, Madison's going to have a rough time finding someone to live up to Justin's reputation. Now, I'll let you in on a little inside info. She has. She has. It's just kind of low key. No one's talking about that now, including me. Some people that are aware, and you're going to keep that a secret, aren't you? Any NFK dancing vids? No. In fact, we got to a point in the night when he was looking pretty cantankerous. And Jim, my son, had to get home. He left uh, shortly after the uh, cut the cake, first dance, all that shit. And uh, he got halfway home. And then Queen of the Forest says, where's Jim? I said he left. She goes, oh, my God, no. I go, what's the matter? She says, Kevin wants to go home. He's had it. I go, all right. Call Jim up. I go, Jim. Yeah. You got to come back. Why? I go, because Uncle Kevin's got to go home. You got to come back here. You got to put him in the car. You got to take him home. You got to get him settled at home. And he had that brief pause. And in that pause, he was, he was thinking it. And I was about to say it. You remember when I just dropped all that money on getting your car fixed? Get the fuck back here. I didn't say it, though. But uh, he goes, all right, I'll be back. I go, thank you. I love you. Bye-bye. So, all right. He's gone. Um, what was I going to? Oh, the pictures. Here we go. Here we go. This is your first look. Now, it's a snapshot from an iPhone. So, all right. Uh, video check. There she is. There I am. I'm smiling. This is that's actually the dance, the butterfly kisses. Right there. It gives you a pretty good idea of how she looked. Okay. So then the actual uh dance. We're dancing to butterfly kisses. Now. This song, as I read to you when we picked it apart, it um The first several verses, I am able to get through it. But it's the final verse by Bob Carlisle, that son of a bitch, because, you know, it progresses from the day the child is born. 
It's the, it's the daughter version of Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. It's like these two assholes, Harry Chapin said, I think Harry Chapin's dead, but if he were alive, he'd say, Bob Carlisle, I'll bet that Cats in the Cradle is going to be more sad than whatever you come up with. And Bob Carlisle said, hold my beer, Chapin. Watch this. The final verse is about how the dad, um, she will take a new name today. And it's even just me saying those words affects me. I can feel uh, uh, the emotion. So at this point, that song, that verse of the song is playing. And all these people are watching me weep. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I gotta watch it again. Look how beautiful. Okay, I can't take it. I got to stop. I'm crying again. Holy shit. Oh, oh, oh my God. No. Oh, uh, but it's happy. You know, I'm not like, I'm not like when my mom died or anything. Like that. It's not like that. It's, it's purely tears of joy. Some of you, I just made you cry. I just made you cry. Uh, that satanic bitch, Amanda hates that song. And she writes, why are you all crying? It's so cheesy. You are, you know, you really got to work hard if you're a woman. Because the term piece of shit is something that you would only say to a guy. Very rarely is the term piece of shit used to describe a woman. But Amanda is joyfully happy. At how much of a piece of shit she is. You are an absolute piece of shit for, for insulting the song Butterfly Kisses. What the fuck? Nick writes, Urban Dictionary defines a butterfly kiss accusing as using both hands to stretch the scrotum out towards and upward. You sick fuck. You're getting 10 minutes. You sick son of a bitch. No. Amanda, you started all this. Yeah, eat 10 minutes, you piece of shit. Ugh. Horrible, horrible humans. Florida man 814 says, I arrive at work thrilled for a three-day work week, happy as can be, and now I am crying after only 90 minutes. Ha, ha, ha. Kyle Ryan's about to eat 10 minutes. I'm crying, but that's because I just cut off my ears so I don't have to hear that song. Eat 10 minutes, you homo. I'm kidding. I don't really hate gay people. I love them all. Oh my God, Nick is here. Nick has, Nick's 
old like me. And he starts off by writing, finally got Twitch to work. It was an honor to DJ the wedding. That's Nick at the wedding. He's the one to witness the moment. He played the song for the moment. What a night. Ah. Now, Nick who is not uh, not Nick the electrician and uh, obvi- obviously not lonely Nick, uh, unless he's here lurking. Nick knows the two nice ladies that I'm about to talk about. He works with them. They're so sweet. They've got some of the biggest personalities that I've witnessed in quite some time. They're two of the bartenders. Now, Nick there, the DJ, is kind of a jack-of-all-trades at the venue. He does a lot of things. In fact, he went behind the bar to help out for a period of time, and he's playing the music. What's wonderful about the facility is it's all-inclusive, if you choose. You can bring in your own people, but they've got flower people there, and they've got the music is all there, the DJs, and and uh, they work with uh, directly with the caterers. So it's all turnkey. It's perfect. So that was a joy. Um. And when I went in there, I was there early and I, uh, I wanted to get like a Coke or something. And I went up there and I, I don't want to uh, dox these people. Um, so I'm going to change their names to, uh, let me write it down. So I don't mess up the story. First lady I interacted with, I will call, uh, Beth. And Beth works with her sister, Barb. And their last name will be Smith for the story. No reason for those names other than just to keep them anonymous. Because I don't want anything wonky happening. But they're fantastic. There's nothing I like better than an adorably chatty uh, vivacious personality, loving soul. Now, I need to add that I was sexually attracted to these women. They were right up my alley. About 50, 50 plus in that age range. If they kicked off their shoes and uh, put them in a pile of dirt, thank you, Dave Chappelle, for that joke. It would have been, I would have been, Completely walking around with a boner. So I walked up. I said, hey, how are you? And she goes, oh, my gosh. And she she recognized me. And so I had a little conversation about that. And she used to listen to you. I go, oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support. And and she says, "Uh, my name's. Beth. I go, Beth, it's a pleasure to meet you. She goes, my son, he loves you too. I'm going to have to get a picture with you and I can send it to my son. I go, that sounds great. I love that. And I go, and who is this nice person? And she says, well, that's my sister, Barb. I said, awesome. Nice to meet you, Barb. Then Beth says, if you're lucky later on, we're going to serve you a Smith sandwich. And I, I said, 
a Smith sandwich. My dear, what is a Smith sandwich? She says, that's you in between us. I went, oh, oh. <laughs> I just fucking like, yes, yes. Forward, aggressive women. We need more of that in the world. Short, sweet, funny. Oh, my God, was that great. I got a big laugh out of that. I loved them. But I think if I was single... I could have had sex with, and if they were single, I could have had sex with both of them. Oh my God. Uh, There's a lot of suggestions that uh, I was talking to Maureen and Linda. No, that is not the case. Uh, I reached out to Maureen and Linda for them to come to the party too. Uh, and I, in fact, I would have loved to, I mean, I was in a pinch. I started just dialing numbers, but, uh, yes, they, they were invited, of course, but no, that was not them. You jackass. Come on, Aram. Aram's trying to No, Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense. They didn't work at the venue. Dumbass. All right. Is there anything else that I wanted to get to? That's a lot of ground to cover. Actually, there is. So, um, people start to leave my dad. Um, oh, my dad dancing. I got to show you my dad dancing. Where is that? Um, okay. I have it. I have my dad dancing and I didn't see this. So thank God, Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh, um, reached out and sent this along. They were doing like that. Uh, uh, we're playing like uh, uh, ACDC. DC, DJ was playing ACDC. Nick was playing. You shook me all night long with like a big thumping beat beat behind. It was like a mega mix of ACDC or something like that. And my dad, 80, uh, how, how he's 80, it'd be 89 in March with his cane dancing to you shook me all night long. There he is. Red tie. Joanne, Joe, Joanne to his left. That's World Book Jim to his right. Diana across from him. <laughs> Getting into it now. Look at he's he's waving the cane. He's waving the Kang like fucking classy Freddie Blassie. Now he's using the cane as a guitar. Very vital. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's uptight. Here we go. Wow. Oh. Incredible. By the way, by the way, that Facebook moment is one year ago, like to this day, when they got engaged. Jackie and Justin. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. We'll have that forever. Thank you for uh, recording that and making that available. Um, Dad had a little bit of wooziness going on. Something happened to Dad. I'm not sure. The rumor was 
Uh, they forgot his insulin shot or something like that. I'm like, oh boy. So I don't know if this was blood sugar talking or if this was um, uh, uh, dementia talking. Jesus, I just had it right there. He has a trick. He likes to act like he's joking when he doesn't know who he's talking to. And he'll, with a smile on his face, say, hey, who are you? But he really doesn't know. He's forgotten. So I'm standing there with Charity Scam Mike, who drove him from Detroit to the venue. Through, uh, at great risk, by the way, a lot of snow, make, did, did traveling a long way through a snowstorm. I was so grateful for that. A lot of people did that. My, um, my uh, stepsister's, or sisters, I call them my sisters, but they're my stepsisters. Charity Scam Mike's wife is my stepsister, Elizabeth. Uh, they have a daughter, Chloe, who's like 21, and um, another daughter, that is Sophia, who has autism, very severe autism. They drove all the way and drove my dad and Joanne with them. Packed car across the state, incredible. And then my stepsister, Sue, and her husband, Jim, uh, sister, stepsister, you know what I mean. And then two, three, all three of their kids, which are my nieces, and uh, one better half, Jason, he's the physician. And then their uh, youngest grandchild. It was incredible. All these people doing all these amazing things for us, for Jackie and uh, Justin. Um, my dad walks up to me and Mike's uh, charity scam, Mike. He comes up to me and goes, who are you? And I go, well, I'm Eric, Dad. I'm your son. He goes, yeah, yeah. And then um, he goes, where is that fella that uh, that drove me here? And he's, he's right next to me. I go, you mean Mike here, Dad, right? He goes, yeah, yeah. I go, well, this is, you, you probably want to talk to him, right? He goes, uh, yeah, yeah. I go, yeah, that, yeah, this is Mike right here. Oh, my God. Those are those moments. So I, you know, who knows? It might have been a little bit of uh, wonky sugar or a little dementia. It, it it depends. Well, they they got him back in the hotel right away. Got him his uh his sugar. He's fine. Called me when he got home yesterday. All all is well. My one piece of advice: if you ever have a, a person in your family get married, and you are a part of the logistic team to make this all happen. When it comes to, like, let's say you're like me and you have a daughter getting married and you've helped plan it. I mean, I didn't really help plan it. Everybody else did. But there's a lot of shit. There's place settings and signs everywhere and and uh, shit you got to take home. You have to return from the venue. And you don't think about it, but all of that stuff arrives in, like, different cars. And then when it's time to go home, all those cars that got the shit there, they've now left. So you don't necessarily have the capacity in your vehicle to get all this shit home. Your car is packed to the gills with gifts. And there's a lot more that you're leaving going home with than what you arrive there with. Because all the fucking gifts. Oh my God. This car is packed with gifts and fucking Hobby Lobby shit. And oh my God. And thank God my pal Jimmy had a Subaru wagon. Because we stuffed all this. And then all the groomsmen, here's our tux. Take our tux. Because a lot of these people come from out of town. <laughs> Fucking take the tux back. I have all the tuxes here. Fucking Jimmy's car. My car is packed. 
Jimmy's car is packed. Rent a fucking cube van, a U-Haul, and just so that you can, or some type of arrangement, so that you can get all this shit out of there. It didn't help that the fucking the snow parking lot was loaded with snow. Chris says I had to load all that shit in a utility trailer as best, in a utility trailer as best man. I'm, that's great that someone thought of that though. We didn't think of that. People forget you got to get all your shit home. And uh, and the couple, we actually drove Jackie and Justin home and uh, unloaded all their shit into the house. And then this morning, they took off uh, for the Dominican Republic. Uh, they left Newark. They should be leaving right about now. I don't know. Maybe Maybe I can get them at the gate. I don't know. This is worth a try. Hey, hang on. This is really incredible that I can get you. You're at Newark, right? Correct. And your flight leaves at what time? Um, we board at 9.25. Very soon. I called at the yes. perfect time. You did. Anything stressful? Nope. Plane took off fine? Yep, that flight was fine, and then we got here, and... I had about like a two hour layover, so we sat down and had some breakfast. Uh, I just banned Amanda again. Um, she said they better not have any activities planned except for one. Oh, God. Yeah, I know it. She's the same, she's the same piece of shit who said the song Butterfly Kisses is terrible. Oh, that's so rude. Yeah, that's that's how she rolls. I've actually uh, banned her twice now from the show. Today? Yes, today alone. <laughs> um, yeah, we were just, I was just spending the last hour and 14 minutes talking about all the things running through my mind about the uh, event, and you'll have to listen back to it. Yeah, I want to listen to it. I was, we, um, so you were live, and I was like, I want to listen to him, but he's talking no, about the no, wedding. No, no. And uh, you know who's enjoying the show right now? Our pal Nick over at the venue. Is he? Yeah, he's actually in the audience right now. I love him. I love Nick. How do, how do you know? Because uh, he made a comment, and I, I realized it was him. Oh. So. He did a great job. Um. Yeah, he sure did. I love his. Uh, he just said hello. I see him. It says, he's known as DJ Plunkett on here. Oh, oh yeah, that's his last yeah, name. I how think. about that? How about yes. that? All right. Well, okay, I've got big plans today. i got to return tuxes, and i got to return your wedding gown and, and all that stuff. You were so beautiful. Yay. You were the most. Oh. I've never seen anybody that beautiful. It's It's been since your your mother and I were married. I mean, oh that's, why I got, that's why I cried. I was like, you look like your mother. I know. You Thank know? you. You want to say hi to Justin? Yeah, I do. Okay, hold on. Say hello. Hi, Justin. Hello. <laughs> so I had a conversation with you yesterday about what to call me. And I said to you, I don't think I've ever, in the years I've known you, heard you refer to me as anything, either idiot, Mr. Z, or Eric. I've never heard that. And you, and you revealed to me that you've actually avoided that, right? 
That is correct. <laughs> I will continue to avoid it. <laughs> well, you whatever you're comfortable with, you can call me Eric or Dad or Mr. Z. Or, or you can you, call him Daddy. You can, Daddy, oh, no. You can call me. You, somebody just wrote that you can call me Sup. <laughs> if you called me Sup, that would be hilarious. That's not even a name. I know. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay. Well, I'll be. Th- we'll be taking care of your puppy dog. Yes, you gotta take care of my girl. Yes. Okay. Have a nice uh, trip. Have a safe flight, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Love okay. You, bye. Love you. Bye. Oh my God! There they are, the happy couple. Um. Aram says, this sounds like real hatred coming from Eric. Nah, I wouldn't say real hatred. Just some just some heat. Normal heat for the show. Come on now. You don't have to start trouble, do you? You have to start. Every time you talk, Aram, you start trouble. You ask too many goddamn questions and you always start trouble. That's, that's how you roll. There's always questions coming out of you. Shit that like no one cares about. Can't you? you, You're Kenny Light is what you are. In fact, I might have to put you in timeout for 10 minutes just just for that reason alone. For a change, you're going to get 10 and not Kenny. So eat 10 minutes. You you deserve it. And, And that's that. You're a troublemaker. You ask too many damn questions. But I love you. If I don't go pee, uh, I'm going to throw up. Let me take care of a ton of sponsors. All right? I'm going to do six now. We're going to talk about St. Gasman. Oh, my God. After I go pee. St. Gasman, and then the coincidental post I saw from one Kelly Cheese, who, now, what she wrote may have, I don't know who she was aiming that at. No one knows anything. But from my personal opinion, uh, I will just say that though we can never be friends per se, that that actually needs to be avoided because of her employer, which is totally fine. Totally fine. I can guarantee you if she was not working with who she's working with, we would be fast friends fast friends i have found my new favorite person on the planet so much fucking respect motherfuck what a badass holy shit bowed up fucking flying elbow oh oh shit But first, join me on ad-free Patreon, 
where more podcasting happens every day of the week. 11 bonus episodes a week, including the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, including Who Are These Zanes, where we review my old stupid air checks on cassette. Uh, Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I can point this out. I am so excited because I have a new member, two new members on Patreon. First of all, Rob T just signed up for a yearly $54. Thank you so much. A yearly audio membership. Thank you. And, and this was awesome. Rachel Kelso signed up for Patreon yesterday. Thank you, Rachel. I really appreciate that. She wrote, uh, and then I uh, thanked her personally, obviously. And she said, got to support. And I go, God bless you. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They have a uh, new charitable endeavor going on there. And I I keep forgetting to mention this. And I'm going to mention it right now. She writes, will you talk about this on Facebook? Of course. Uh, there you go. She writes, we are giving away a thousand dollars this holiday season. Uh, would you like to help your favorite West Michigan nonprofit organization, uh, win or be gifted $1,000? Here is what you need to do. Comment below. So basically you look, you go to Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid, on Facebook and the picture you're looking for is one of dad, Eric, uh, wife, Jamie and daughter, Megan comment below with the name of the organization, tag them if possible. What the fuck just happened? Okay. This is annoying me. Now I'm seeing stairway to heaven. Uh, share this post and like our fa- our Facebook page, please. What's next? Nominations and Nove- uh, Jan- damn it, December four at midnight or at eleven fifty nine. Watch for a post on twelve five twenty one to see updates and ways to vote. So there you go. That's it. That's all you do. Let me link this up. If you're watching the live stream, you can check it out and uh, nominate. Uh oh, nominate an organization to be involved in this. And then they may be able to be uh, blessed with that kind of like uh, scholarship, scholarship donation. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Help us give your money away. Help us give money away. Megan says, help us give money away. Ryan uh, writes, I really enjoyed Saturday's Who Are These Zanes? Your voice was unrecognizable. I'm glad you said that, Ryan, because I was just reminded of something else that about uh, concerning voice that I have to get to, and I think you know what this is. In fact, let me make sure I have it here. <laughs> Okay. Uh, 
don't know if I can play this right now. I might have to save this. If I if I try to make this happen now, I'm going to end up messing it up. So I'll save it. Too much going on today. 50 pounds of shit in a 10-pound box. Anyway, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. Thank you so much. Call upon them when you need your vehicles fixed in the West Michigan area. They're the best. They'll help you. They can fix any vehicle with the exception of Volkswagens. Uh, of course, specializing in hybrids and EVs. Thank you. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you need an after-hours service call, I believe it's 175 just to get them out there. I mistakenly spoke 125 last time. Or maybe it's 165. I forget. Anyway, uh, God help you if you have to get an after-hours service call. But he'll get your uh, furnace working. Uh, do call 616-516-8579 to get a tune-up slash cleaning, though. 616-516-8579 so that that thing, that furnace is running in tip-top condition at peak efficiency. That'll save you money in the amount of fuel that you burn. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, NMLS number 3035, invites you to reach out to them if you need a mortgage, refi, Housing prices are going down. That is good. You still have wonky mortgage rates, but you can still get into a mortgage. Get into it now. Uh, pay on it. Get everything you want taken care of. And then when that rate falls, you're going to get a refi with the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Save yourself thousands as the mortgage rates fall. 231-332-6505 for Mario. Good for any audience member anywhere in the U.S. with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Do mention my name with all of these sponsors. It helps. The Kent County Health Department. Uh, World AIDS Day is coming up December 1. I'll be uh, checking in with the folks from the Kent County Health Department to talk about that very, very soon. The Health Department, their website is accesskent.com health. Renowned in their efforts to make sure that Citizens who are having a hard time keeping food on the table uh, get signed up for the WIC program. They make that very, very easy for you if you qualify all the things you need to do to make that happen. Do not allow your family to go hungry. Reach out to my friends at the Kent County Health Department. Schedule a paintball event at TC Paintball. Still going outdoors, believe it or not, at TC Paintball. Call to book a party, workplace team building, birthday party, bachelor, whatever it may be tcpaintballgr.com and then blue frost it my managed it service provider you have a small or a medium-sized business your tech sucks your employees hate you because your tech sucks so bad get an upgrade please so that they can work more efficiently the key thing is you talk to a professional alan from blue frost it will set you straight don't just go and start buying shit think you know what you're doing come on now i mean if i'm repairing my furnace I don't go buy a bunch of shit and do it myself. All right. I talk to a pro like Joe Martinez. Same thing with Blue Frost IT. For your business, uh, have a little 30-minute consultation for free with Alan. He'll tell you what you need and help you make your purchase and then help you set it all up. That's what they do at Blue Frost IT. And then after that, uh, you'll convert that into them being your managed IT service provider. I've been through this process. It's perfect. Alan watches out for my tech. Do not go anywhere. I have plenty more show. I'm going to dedicate the last half hour of this show to talking about Joe's post. St. Gaslight 
has finally spoken. And I am so fucking happy he did this. Oh my God, this is great. So I need to go potty. Wow. Uh, no, not that. Stay put. Uh, Amanda writes, damn it. Now I got that fucking song in my head. <laughs> How can you take a, a, a show where it's some of the warmest moments we've had together on this show and all every time you speak, you take a shit on everything. Isn't that, isn't that, uh, isn't there like an alarm going off in your head that, I mean, even I have alarms. I've had alarms going off on my own story. I'm like, oh, I, I shouldn't talk about, because there were all sorts of problems. Well, not problem, but there were moments on the show that I could definitely have parked on that would have been like, oh God, but it, it just wouldn't have worked because I'm talking about all these nice things. You know, you got to kind of fucking, it's called reading the room. I don't know how that it's like you don't have a filter. What do you what is wrong with you? Look listen. She she's doing herself no favors. Because uh, already everybody is like god, what are you what's going on here? And she follows it up with, "Look, I know that I piss on weddings. It's just that I'm a very traditional person." Oh, it, really? Is it your tradition to take a shit on everything too? If it's not a traditional wedding, it bugs me. I don't know why. See, you should you should take time off from the comments. That's what you should do. You should you should stop. You should relax. You realize that I actually invited you to this wedding. Okay? over the weekend you were on my invite list had i known i would not have if i if you had said these things before i would not have invited you you see what you've done do you see what you've done yeah you should stop stop commenting no more do yourself a Enough of that. Let's get into St. Gaslight. St. Gaslight. St. Gaslight. I'm St. Gaslight. I'm St. Gaslight. Story broke over the weekend. That uh, St. Gaslight has spoken. It happened just before the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Joe took to Instagram. Now this is all about optics, how things look, how they sound. And these are his words. St. Gaslight writes, I really appreciate the love and support I've gotten over the last few weeks. I've been reminded recently 
how much talk flies around the internet and how easy it is for falsehoods to be spread. I certainly wish some of that hadn't flown my way, but I'm in a really good place. And I'm focused on looking forward to the next chapter in my life. Thank you all. Comments were disabled on this. I saw it on Reddit. Someone wrote, hey, at least he's owning it, slash S, which means sarcasm. This person writes, I mean, if it wasn't for that damn internet, he wouldn't be in this position. It's on the Freeburn Outwing Show subreddit. Uh... Sad reminders, writes, I like Joe on the show a lot, but are we really supposed to believe this is just a calculated decision on his part? Come on. If you look at the, uh, that first post, it is overwhelmingly zero support for the post. On the, on his post on his Instagram, uh, when I last saw, there was more than a thousand people giving him the heart. Let me back up. Take a look at this uh, statement. I really appreciate the love and support I've gotten over the last few weeks. I've been reminded recently how much talk flies around the internet. So uh, I, I, I would guess that that means uh, rumor and innuendo are just that, according to uh, St. Gaslight in this post, and how easy it is for falsehoods to be spread. Now, uh, that's coming just short of saying I did nothing wrong. That is just short of a flat-out denial of anything that he may be feeling he is accused of. I mean, I don't know. No one knows, right? He says, I certainly wish some of that hadn't flown my way. But I'm in a really good place, and I'm focused on looking forward to the next chapter in my life. Now, let me just say this. Let us all hope that that chapter is podcasting. Because I'm telling you right now, because of the fair use laws in this country, I can absolutely take that podcast and listen to it and Pick it apart, similar to Who Are These Podcasts. And then I have a new show on Patreon called Who Are These Joes. Please, please start a podcast. Please start a pod. Let's hope that that is the next chapter in your life. Or even radio. If some uh, radio station wants to make a mark and put Joe on and bring us the Joe show, hey, It's easy, Joe. Anybody can do that. I mean, doing a radio show on your own is the easiest job in the world. The only thing easier than that is podcasting. I mean, it is a piece of cake every day to do 10, 11 hours of work, uh, both in front of the mic and behind the mic, uh, you know, behind the scenes, all this shit and selling it. You can do that. You have all of the skills necessary to pull that off. So let's keep our fingers crossed that St. It could be called gaslighting with Joe. So in my opinion, 
in IMHO, everything you see here is gaslighting. Creating something, uh, giving uh, bits of information to uh, uh, spin something a particular way. Then my opinion, this is what gaslighting is all about. Taking a look at his words, that's what I think is going on there. But I don't know anything. I'm just picking apart the news, right? I'm just, uh, and I had several people say, yeah, hey, what the fuck? Uh, uh, why do you do this? Why do you do this? Because it's interesting. And every person who follows my show and their show is aware of this. It's the only thing people want to talk about. They are not in a position over there at Free Bear and Hot Wings to talk about this. They cannot. I will talk about it uh, in, in the under the scope of being guarded because, frankly, I don't want to get any more letters. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now and the way I'm doing it. So then we talked about this on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast on um, Friday. And then... Uh, Adam S joined us in, uh, in, on the show, on the live stream, and he was watching. And at the end of the show, I do something called the final word where you just say one thing that you're excited about, or you feel good about And it might be like, let's go red wings or, or whatever. But what happened this time around was Adam follows Kelly cheese you don't know and you probably do because i share a lot of audience with my old show kelly is um on the free beer and hot wings show and i've been saying this for more than one year that that show when the last incident went down when joe did his crybaby routine where it took me one second of listening to it before i realized there was in my opinion a manipulation going on and I, the reason why I say that is, A, I know how he's operating, and I, I fucking, I am that guy. I've done what he's doing here, and it was so obvious that he was uh, uh, gaslighting. Um, and it was all a manipulation. I said then Joe was going to lose his job in 2022. Of course, I was right, um, and... Part of the reason why I said he, that was going to happen is not only because uh, of his behavior, but his value was going to be uh, outweighed by the trouble. And I said, because they already have another content driver on the show, though hired as a producer, she has it. What she says draws out other conversation, silliness, um, conflict fun good bad but not boring it could be something a negative thing could be something a positive thing could be funny could be sad could be emotional doesn't matter as long as it's not boring that's what she doesn't have to try to do if she's speaking it happens not all the time no one does but more often than not and you only need one, one to do that. They had two, one of which I felt was going to fucking wear out his welcome. Lo and behold, 
here we sit. So I've had a very strong opinion. I've been bullish on her for quite some time. Does she annoy me? Fuck yes. Good. That's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be. I love every word you fucking say. And it's supposed, it's just, you just know she is. Unique voice, Southern accent, female, uh, kind of doesn't give a fuck. These are all good things. Um, you can have a negative uh, opinion on it, but it doesn't fucking matter. Good. You need that. It's when people don't have an opinion is when you're in trouble. So through all of this shit, there hasn't been anything said. And I would also like, like to point out what I'm about to share with you after that was said. You had a lot of people that were doing the old, yeah, she did what Greg and Chris wouldn't do. I am not in the business of defending Greg and Chris, but that is not a fair statement. Um, I, 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 I will keep it real and, uh, and say that, um, though I want to kick Greg right in the cock. Um, I, I can't say that that is a fair thing to say about them. Uh, my problems with Greg have nothing to do with any of this. Um, I have such a huge chip on my shoulder for Greg. It's not as big as, as time has passed during this last month, but it's still pretty, pretty fucking ugly. I'm not proud of that. I'll get to more than that later on. Cause someone asked a question on my subreddit. Why am I so angry at Greg? I'll explain that again. I've done it before, but some people don't hear every word I say. So I'll, 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 I'll explain it for you. So a little bit of time passes and Adam on my final word for the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. He goes, Kelly cheese has just posted. And I go, Oh, what? And he read this on my show. This is what Kelly wrote. Now it needs to be said that Kelly doesn't mention anybody on this post shouldn't say anybody by that by name and she could be talking about anyone she wrote you know what's more disgusting than a person who can't take responsibility for their actions a person who uses their platform to control a narrative a person who admits to mistreating their ex so badly they promise everyone listening that they'll get help. Now, I don't know who she's referencing there, but that does sound similar to that moment in time right around last Thanksgiving when St. Gaslight was saying a lot of words but not quite saying anything. You remember that moment? Chicago gangs, stunts, when I was a little boy, all that shit. Uh, I don't know. It could be coincidence. It's probably coincidence. I'm sure it is. Uh, I continue here. Uh, then never gets help and continues to use their platform to lie. You were wrong. You admitted you mistreat women. You cried for help. We were all there for you. And you lied to all of us. Have some fucking decency 
and take responsibility for your actions. Go get the help you publicly said you needed nearly a year ago. Boy, let's see. Nearly a year ago. That was uh, right around Thanksgiving of last year. Wow, weird. Right around that time when on the radio, there was the infamous Chicago gang speech. Fuck. That's crazy. Probably a coincidence, though. I don't think Kelly, we have no idea who Kelly is talking about there. She concludes with, give up on the whole quote, I don't know why this is happening to me, bullshit. Or, you know, keep feeding into that pattern. It's really working out for you. Wow. Okay. So that happened. What a, uh, what a moment, huh? And I, and I, and and as I sit here, I'm, I'm like pausing and thinking what I'm about to say, how I'm going to say it, because I want to keep this on the up and up. I don't think anything really needs to be said. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen written. It was such a, uh, it was so ridiculously one-sided. If there is any connection to anything else seen just prior to that on social media. And we don't know. We have no idea. Hmm. Uh, Whoever she was referring to right there, and again, we have no idea. It could be any old Joe. I would delete everything. I would sell my home. I'm not kidding you. I would change my name. I would seek help. And start over. A total reboot, in my opinion. Whoever she is talking about. Whoever that person is. Sounds like some serious... I don't think... She sounds so pissed off. No, I'm I'm just ending with Kenny's joke. Call the vacuum salesman. You fucking... Yes, you gotta call the guy. Call the vacuum salesman. Holy shit. Oh my God. Someone said, you should have Kelly Eric on your show. And I said, you know, that would be a joy. I have so much respect, so much respect for her. Um, and I, I wrote, it, it can never happen. We will not speak, and we don't need to speak. There will be none of that. Uh, she's probably been upset at me over the years because I am fucking mean to her boss. Boss says to her livelihood on numerous occasions. 
don't feel like I want to be as mean these days, though. Because in a way, I feel like uh, concerning some certain things, we are on the same page. Me and them in some weird way. So I'm not so angry. Somehow, through some things going on that may be happening that we may have talked about recently, uh, I, I don't feel nearly as mad. And I have nothing uh, but good feelings for her. She's a fucking boss. Badass. Absolutely great. Uh, but no, there, there, um, there, there cannot be any cross-pollination uh, just for the... Um, because of the way things are right now. It's probably just going to probably just going to keep it low key. No big deal. Uh, I had numerous people uh, say, would you ever go back to that show? Absolutely not. And it isn't so much about hatred or anything like that anymore. It's just about, uh, I have committed to um, doing what I do now at this level. And I, I am remarkably happy. They have their own thing. They're going an entirely different direction. I don't think there is any place for me. And uh, frankly, there's still plenty of uh, bad vibes between us. But for right now, uh, I feel, though we haven't said a truce, I feel truce-like. And uh, just willing to let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Um, but no. If you do hear this, Hats off to you. You have done, you have said something that was incredible. Whoever you were talking about in that, I think it was great. And um, for the soul that had to receive the brunt of that, whoever you are, I would listen. I would open up your fucking ears and listen. I would print out that, whoever you may be, and, and follow those fucking instructions. Or you're going to have the rest of your life is going to be tormented. Wake the fuck up, you fucking clown. Eric, why uh, do you, are you what, what was the question? It was about Greg and I. What happened? What happened between you guys that makes you so angry? Where does Eric's disdain, and he wrote disdain, disdain for free beer come from? I know he was fired from the show, but I thought he said, but I thought he said he should have been fired. Was there something specific that had happened? He doesn't seem to have that much hatred towards Hot Wings. I just recently started listening to Zane, so I've missed a ton. All right, here's what's up. I don't mind telling it because, you know, not everybody listens at the same damn time. Um, after the, uh, after the, um, firing and, and, and you're right, I, whatever I got fired. This has, it had nothing to do with that time passed. I signed on BBL. Uh, I pissed everybody off over there when I said what happened. They didn't like that. I still stand by that, but the, then the divorce was ugly from that point on. So all sorts of shit went on. Uh, 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 dust ups on social media. Fuck you. Fuck you. One time I said, all your bits, all your Joe stunts are fake. If they're not, if there's no video, which isn't true. 
uh, and and you know moments like that. They 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 were filling in a uh, position that that guy Justin ended up getting, and um, some guy I don't remember his name uh, auditioned for that position who went by the name of Heisenberg because his uh, he was being he was on the harmonizer and they didn't want his identity because they didn't want his boss to find out he was auditioning for the job. Someone told me that that guy got the job. So I announced it and he didn't get the job. So that was weird because then, you know, his boss probably found out and was pissed off at whoever that guy is. I think I owe that guy a steak dinner. And then that Justin guy who they ended up hiring, he was like, wait, I don't get the job. So I caused all sorts of trouble with that. That was ugly. That was stupid. Uh, I was filled with all sorts of animosity and spite during those days. And, uh, and so, you know, there was a lot of that back and forth, probably more so by me than by them, admittedly. So then one day out of the blue, I, um, I, I had an urge to end all of this. So I reached out to Steve and uh, he said, I cannot speak to that. I I will not be involved in this because I had established some type of rapport with him. I remember correctly. So then I reached out to Greg and he said, why do you think I would want to have any interaction with you? And I said, I understand that. I, uh, we talked about, I had some of their property. I had a bunch of their old, uh, audio on disc and, uh, and their guitar. Greg said, yeah, you stole that shit. And I go, yeah, well, I have it. I just never give it back. So yeah, I, I guess, well, let me give it back to you. So Steve came over. I gave them all the property. I said, sorry about that. And then Greg said to me at the time, he goes, and stop playing our fucking uh, old archive shows. And I said, yeah, uh, that's why part of the reason why I'm giving you all these old, old all this old footage, you should have it. And he goes, yeah, I, I could have sued you over that. Um, but I didn't because it's not even fucking worth it to me. All right, great. Gave him a shit back. I said, I said to him, I go, I'm not going to give up on this. I wanted to, um, I kind of want to fix this and I don't want to, I don't want to hang out on your show. I don't want to be on the air. I don't want any, any of that shit. I just want to chat with you from time to time and say hi. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then over a period of about six months, I would occasionally pop in and send him a text or, Hey, that was funny. What? Oh my God. That was great. Or, Oh my God. Hey, did you see this story? And I'd send him a link. And he actually used some of the material that I sent him. So I thought, oh, well, maybe things are thawing a little bit. Maybe we can turn this around because who wants to be pissed off forever? You know, that's how I felt about it, at least. And he was reciprocating. There was some, uh, he'd send me an email here and there, and it was all very uh, professional. There was no, uh, and then uh, I found out that him and his wife were separated. And I swear to you, You guys know I would not fucking just make this shit up. This is exactly what happened. I fucking cried. I was so upset at what happened. I fucking cried. I think I might have even cried on this show about that. Live. I sent him an email. I go, Greg, I'm so sorry. That is, I I, I don't even know where to begin. I, I did not. I mean, it's, I'm shocked. And, uh. So we had that correspondence and I was happy 
I was happy with just that. And it was, I was taking my time with it. And, and occasionally I'd say, Hey, you want to go out for coffee? And he would say, not just yet. No, I don't. I said, Hey, no problem. No big deal. I was just happy that we were talking. And then now this is going to sound, some of you might even say, that's it. He wasn't even talking about you. What I'm about to tell you, he was. And I don't know why this had to be because we had gotten to a point where, you know, there was some growth and I saw it coming a mile away. I was doing what I shouldn't be doing and I was listening to their show and I was in the shower and they were doing one of their, uh, you know, they do a lot of these phone topics and things like that. Um, and I think the question was asked who on the show would something about most likely being talked about behind their back. And as soon as I heard that, I went, Oh boy, this has potential to get weird. I thought it, I hadn't heard anything. I just heard the question because one of the mainstays of the show when I was on there was whoever left the room was going to be talked about as soon as they left the room. If I left the room, boom. If Greg left the room, boom. If Howings left the room, boom. That's just how it was. That was the dynamic. It is what it is. It just happened to be that way. Seemed to work well for a decade and a half or closer to two decades, however long we were together. 2002 to 2016. So that was, what, 14 years? Yeah. I can't believe I struggled with that. Whatever. What the fuck was he doing there? I don't know. I mean, people do that shit. Um, right or wrong, it happened. But where it got weird was because of the measured attack that took place that didn't have to happen. First of all, um, Hot Wings said, well, I kind of feel like we don't do that. We don't do that anymore. And that right away, I was like, oh, boy. Okay. Now, of all of the people on the show that I had the most volatile relationship with, some may say it was Hot Wings. It was not Hot Wings. It was free beer. So to be at the point we were at the uh, at before this moment was an upset to begin with. But if anything was going to go wonky with free beer, it's not going to take much to make me want to fucking punch him right in the fucking face. And then it happened. He dipped into snark burn King mode, which is what he does too often or so often when he would piss me off. And this has happened countless times, or he's deliberately going passive aggressive specifically about me without actually saying it's me. He's crafty enough to pull that off that it goes right through the radio into my ears. And then I'm like, fuck. And he knows it. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's much more subtle about it. It's that old passive-aggressive game that he's notorious for, even to this day. And he says, huh, yeah, wonder what changed. Like that. And he goes, huh, we'll take a break. And then that's it. And I'm like, instantly, all of that goodwill that we had established between us right away. I'm like, fuck you. World War Three. Holy shit. So I reached out to him. I go, Greg, 
I was listening to that. Was that directed at me? And he said, not exactly, but it's true. And I'm like, what a fucking, that's an even worse thing to say. You should have just said, yeah, it was. I'm still not over it. He should have said, he should have said, yeah, it was. I'm still not over it. Sorry about that. And I probably would have processed it a little better as, well, it's going to take a little longer than I thought to get over this. But the way he responded with that, I was like, all right, at this point now, that's it. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. And ever since then, he has been public enemy number one uh, since that time. So that's it. That is all that's that that's about. Um, I don't like him. I don't care to ever like him or dislike him or what I, I, it's not even about hard feelings. Now it's about no feelings as time has passed. It's like, fuck, I don't even care anymore. I know it sounds like it, but that's the history. That's what happened. I will say that as all of this has unfolded, I do. I mean, in the past month, I do have a feeling. I know where his brain is. And for some reason, I'm not nearly as pissed now. I don't know why. I can't quite explain it. Uh, Maybe it's because of the unbelievable respect I have for Kelly. Because of her attacking that random person that could have been anybody. Um, But that's where I come from. Um, Hot wings. Now, when it comes to the show, when it comes to the actual execution of the show... I look at the show from a critical standpoint. And when I listen to it, I don't like it. I don't like the way it sounds, but I do know that it's still going to be uh, listened to greatly. I know that there's plenty of people who will listen to it and love it. But from my personal standpoint, I don't like it. But it doesn't matter what I think because it's only one opinion. From a personal slash professional standpoint, I am not a fan. But again, That doesn't matter as long as the audience likes it. And it appears they do. I think that show will last forever. I don't think that there's any, uh, that audience will remain just as strong as it always has been. And I think they're going to continue to grow. Um, I don't look at it as, hey, I hope they fail. I hate them. I don't do any of that anymore. I just don't like Greg. For what? The reasons why I just explained. And that's it. Nothing more. It isn't even about being fired anymore. It has nothing to do with that. I don't give a shit. Uh, that is that is ancient history. I don't care because I, I've i managed to figure things out on my own. I, I, I don't need the job. I'm happy with what I have. So that's it. That is the, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. So I hope that kind of sets the record until the next time someone says, why does Eric, hey, fucking free brother? Uh Ryan says, do you think uh, Kelly faced some backlash from passive Greggy at work after her post? Uh, uh, I, I know this is what I think. Uh, Greg and Chris are extremely protective of the brand. And what she did was an emotional response. But I think she was smart enough in the emotional response that there will be no issue whatsoever in how she worded that. Um, She might feel a little heat, 
And that's another reason why the respect is bubbling over. She didn't give a fuck. She bowed up and said, eat shit and die. Uh, Chris says the post isn't on her IG anymore. So I'm guessing something was said. Well, don't forget it was in her stories. So isn't that the type of deal where if you look at it, it might not still, it might not be there. Uh, You might be right on that. Who knows? Again, all the better if uh, she did get some heat. uh, That means she acted with her heart. And uh, and sometimes you got to do that. Whomever she was talking about. God, it could be anybody. Right, guys? Okay, so it's been a crazy-ass show where we have all of this information, big wad of ads, more information, another big wad of ads. Fantastic. Oh, my God, look at this. A coincidental note. This is weird. I just got a text message from Rachel Kelso. You may have heard of her in the past. She writes, oh, my God, your show today is killing me. Why? What? Are you suggesting that something on this show has something to do with you? Are you crazy? No. This is all random shit. Random info. Saint Gaslight dropping the bomb, talking to his uh his acolytes uh, who offer him praise after this big craziness that we're not even sure what happened. And then the random response. From Kelly Cheese, that has nothing to do with Joe. I mean, Rachel, what are you doing? What are you talking about? What are you, an idiot? What? God, I thought you were smarter than that. Jesus. Chris says, LOL, what a coincidence. Quinky dink. Before we wrap this up with the asshole of the day. And I didn't even get to the lions today. Oh my God, the lions. I love them so much. Bennett Flooring Installation wants to put the flooring in in your home. 616-318-0167. Call or text when you need to have the flooring installed. It's that simple. They'll show up, they'll measure the home and then, you know, or the the space and tell you how much it's going to cost. It's that simple. They recommend you get rid of the old shit first. That's great. Saves you a ton of money. You will never find a more affordable professional job than Bennett Flooring Installation. Uh, Dozens of Eric Zancho podcast listeners have already been made happy. They've installed two uh, flooring jobs. They've done two flooring jobs for me inside of my own home. And more where that came from. 616-318-0167. Now, the flooring I want you to install... Get it at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Audience member Kent, drop the E, add a U, runs the discount outlet in Granville, Michigan, right behind the Little Caesars. Lowest price for flooring in the entire state. And on top of that, you drop 10% off with when you mention my name. Just say Eric Zane, or you can even say St. Gaslight. If It's the St. Gaslight special. You 
Uh, mention St. Gaslight. You will save 10%, okay? And they will punch you in the face. Say, hey, I'm St. Gaslight. Where's my special? They'll knock 10% off your flooring and punch your face in. Thank you. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but I just found out. I heard it through the grapevine that St. Gaslight lives in (laughs) Hudsonville, Michigan. Yes! Has moved again to Hudsonville. You know who else lives in Hudsonville? Me! Oh, 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 yes! In fact, I know where! (laughs) There is a decent chance I'm going to be walking through Meyer, and then, like a heat-seeking missile, I'm going to ram my cart right into someone else. Bam! Oh, fuck yes. Ugh. You have got to be kidding me. Holy shit. Anyway, maybe I'll see you at Bosco's Pub. I'm going to get the folks at Bosco's Pub to make a new burger, a new menu option called the Gaslight Burger. It's a gigantic quarter pan, uh, patty, quarter pound patty topped with bullshit, uh, smear on uh, lies, and then topped with um, cease and desist, sprinkled on top on a a delicious Kaiser roll. Get the Gaslight Burger at Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan today. Okay. I think I've done a fairly decent job in today's jokes in making them as vague as possible to some degree. Every joke, I just want to say a disclaimer here on the show that every joke that I have made on the Eric Zane Show podcast today have been steeped in fiction based on no real person that exists today. Like if just by chance you happen to be a person who thinks that you're being talked about on this show, you're not. It's all fiction. No um, similarities to any persons alive or dead. Purely a fictitious show, hyperbole, metaphor, Jokey, jokey, could be about anybody. Before we get to the asshole of the day, thank you to Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance, 616-914-4070. He will help you get through healthcare.gov. If you're a person who has just suddenly lost your job for any weird reason, You know, let's say 
uh, in a weird scenario that's fictitious, the internet caused you to have to resign from your job for some weird reason. You may be without health care. Uh, reach out to Frank Fuss today, 616-914-4070. Could be Chicago gangs causing you to lose your job. Could be the internet causing you to lose your job. Uh, we know it wasn't you in this fictitious scenario. That is, There's no way that would happen. You need to call Frank Fuss today, 616-914-4070. To get health insurance, you got to have health insurance, okay? Call Frank today. He'll help you navigate healthcare.com, healthcare.gov, Obamacare, and he'll do it for free. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Frank. You want to go see a comedy show, Full House Comedy? Who is coming to town this weekend? Thanksgiving weekend at Full House Comedy? Are you kidding me? Full House Comedy is great because you've got uh, numerous venues in, in and around the area. Oh, my God. I think it's uh, Brianna Blackburn is going to be at Amore Trattoria Italiana and also in Howard City Lanes this weekend. That is, uh, uh, let's see, Friday and Saturday. Annie uh, Letterman is going to be at uh, Park Theater on Thursday, December 1st, so the week after. Uh, Show's coming to the area. Uh, If you want to go check out all of them, Go to fullhousecomedy.com. Finally, batting last in the lineup today, Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, Sarah Honda Granville. These dogs are freaking me out. I got a feeling that they're going to start humping. Sarah Honda Granville, uh, drive in there, test drive a brand new Honda today. Now, the way they do it, you test drive, and then you sit down, you tell them what you want on the vehicle. A few weeks later, it shows up custom built for you that's how it works the way the whole industry is going so you can do it that way or if you want to drive out with a car today they have hundreds of certified pre-owned used cars on the lot the largest inventory in the entire state huge lot sarah honda granville the asshole of the day today All right. Boy, it's tough. All right. The asshole of the day today. Because I want to put Amanda down for taking a giant shit on my daughter's wedding. What the fuck? Why? What? Are you crazy? Now, you need to know that today's asshole of the day is a kind of like a blanket term for any person who's behaving like a gaslighting fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it? Manipulating son of a bitch. If you're any uh, person that fits that description, TC Paintball is awarding you the asshole of the day. Congrats to any old Joe. And I say any old Joe because this, you know, that's like a, uh, uh, a term to describe anybody. It could be anyone. Keep an eye on the mailbox. 
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am finished. I just stumbled over the word gentlemen. Ryan writes, wrap the show with your legal copy. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying the Eric Zane Show podcast. This show is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of my imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons alive or dead is entirely coincidental. All a ruse, fake shit, every word of it. That's going to do it for us today. I'll see you on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you for being here. Thank you to the seat fillers. You're the best. Amanda, knock it off. I love you guys. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.